to free beers and a movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 82 of Free Beers and a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with Colin McGann. We are once again back to a duel. We're back to a dynamic duel though. Not, not just a duel, a dynamic duel. A dynamic duel. duel. A dynamic duel. Duel. And not a, what would a triple be? A, a trio. A trio yeah. But it wouldn't be a, well, not a terrible trio. No, that sounds would be bad. Terrible. A terrific trio. That was really uh-huh. good. Um, yeah, so Barry's not with us tonight, so it was just me and you. No. Um, where are we calling? We are in uh, the Raven in Glasgow. Yes. Um, as, as we always are. Yeah. At a regular <laughs> table. Um, but we do, we do like it in here, it's nice. And uh, in the Raven, I'm drinking alcohol. Someone's not drinking alcohol. You've been a good boy. Yeah, I've been a good boy. This is, this is the second time, Jill. Jill's here with us as well. The second time he's had an alcohol in the Raven. Yep. I'm very impressed by Richard's commitment to, what is it? Dry you area? What are they calling this shit? Um, Erdinger? No, the January shit that people oh, are doing. I'm not doing it for dry, but the dry. Is it dry? Dry January or something? Can I tell people why you're not doing it? Can I? Because you had a really bad experience. Because <laughs> <laughs> Richard went on a bender before Christmas and took three days to recover, and I think Richard's got a touch of the fear about him, uh-huh. and, and that's why he's not. It's not so much a touch of fear. See if I have like 50 drinks and I get hungover. I fully expect that, and that is entirely so fucked you, and you go, right, you know what, everything you I do. I deserve it, yeah. I deserve it. See, when I have three drinks, and I feel like shit in the morning, I'm going, I have three drinks. Like, what, I shouldn't feel shit when I have three drinks. Yeah, so totally, which is why I, I kind of get these stints sometimes, like, I'm not drinking, I am not drinking. I'll yeah. drink, yeah. I won't drink unless I'm going to go, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to go big on this. Gonna go big, you know but <laughs> you suffered over Christmas, yeah. and you, you were a bit tentative since then, perhaps? Very much so, Good. yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, man, he eats a dodgy curry, will not curry for a while, you know, he's, he's too scared to cough. Which is why Richard is on Erdinger. Erdinger. Alcohol free. Um, I'm on Cold Town again. Um, I might try something different soon because I'm getting predictable, aren't yeah. I? I'm becoming kind of very, you know, we know what Colin's drinking this week, so let, let's make something next week um, and we'll fucking try it. something's on tap next week, so you'll have something nice on tap. Like or if you try a spirit. Yeah, mm. yeah free spirits in the movie. That's yeah, it, that sounds like a bad fucking Ted Danson film. Sounds like a bad yeah. Um, I think like, usually have like, I think it's Williams brother in here from last week. They've got a chocolatey one. Do you, do you like a stout? No. And I don't like chocolate stout. You won't like that at all. <laughs> Regardless of how much you think it sounds cool, you won't like it. It does not sound cool. It's like pineapple weird. It sounds nice. No. It doesn't taste good. Try enough. something that's on tap next time. I will. Yeah, I will surprise, I'll surprise the audience yes. with like, my... For example, um, the K-Pie or Kai-Pie is on tap tonight, and it's very nice. I've had it. Uh, Jaipuri, is it not? That Jaipuri, one? Jaipuri. Yeah, I've had that before. It's, it's nice. Indian beer. It's very, very nice. Yeah. It's, no, it's not the Indian one. I'm it's an Indian one. Oh, right, okay. It's a Scottish one. It's called K-A-I-P-A. I think it's called Kai-Pie or something. I don't know. That is not Very nice. Scottish yeah. beer. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll go on to the, the, the cinema and movie watching. Yeah, enough nonsense talking. Mackay, rain it in, you fucking idiot. Right. So... Any home views of interest you've watched? Yes. Okay, what you watch? My, right, I've got two things, quickly. Um, I've, I've started watching Escape at Danamora. Okay, give us but, a rough idea of what Escape is uh, about. It's based on a true story, 2015, two convicts escaped from a prison in New York and they were assisted by the lady who worked in a prison running the Sewn Centre. And it's basically that story, it's a dramatisation of oh, that okay. story. Um, it's got Paul Dane on it. Um, Benicio del Toro and Patricia Arquette. Oh, nice. Um, so, really, I mean, Arquette's really kind of doubted down. Um, Dana looks creepy as fuck, and del Toro's it's just got Toro. full del Toro on it. Is this an Amazon, Netflix? It's on Sky, Sky Atlantic. Sky Atlantic. Um, it's yeah. also got, what's his face for the Green Mile? The, the, the Garden. David Morse. David Morse as well. And it has got a kind of Green Mile Shawshank feel about it. Oh, okay. Me and Lorraine are watching it. We watched episode one. Um, watched episode two and were really confused, thinking there's a lot of shit here happened that's not really explained. Um, okay. And then we realised we'd skipped straight on episode three and had to go back and watch episode two to realise what we'd watched was I'd episode three. I've done that recently with Jessica Jones. I watched yeah. episode ten before I watched episode two. <laughs> <laughs> I got very confused. Yeah. yeah so we'll cut up to episode three, but it's, it's really good. Um, enjoying it so far. Um, and it's quite. I'm reading out a true story and it's quite intriguing as well. How many episodes are going to be? Is it eight? Eight episodes about... It's one of those ones that will be an eight episode miniseries done, that's it, no more. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's no sequel. You know, uh-huh. there's an outcome, there's a definitive there's outcome, outcome and stuff okay. like that. Eight that's episodes, good. 50 minutes long each. There's something um, to be said, though, for, just, just for a, a good, solid one-off miniseries. Yeah, yeah, yeah d- d- it. it doesn't matter, because more and more they push and, and they, they just they look so much like Walking Dead. It's uh-huh. got to a point where it's like, don't yeah. give a fuck anymore. Yeah. So it is nice when they just do something and then, yeah, there you go. Um, so so um, Escape, Escape at Danamora. Escape at Danamora. Danamora is really, really good. And I've also been watching The Good Life. 
Have you enjoyed the good life? I am fucking loving. You, you mean the good place? No, I mean the good life. As in the one from the 1976? Okay. I believe with James Briers, Felicity Kendall, Penelope Keith. Someone died recently in I don't know, maybe James Briers possibly. Okay. I think Pussy Kennel's the one song. And this is the one where it's like they have a sort of like suburban house, but they've got like kind of like they've got like a wee garden and they have like sort of Starts out, he he's like a draftsman and you know, he, he decides, you know what, I, I can go on my own and they basically turn their, their, their house into yeah, an allotment and grow their own vegetables and stuff like that. But it's so so well written and so funny and natural and everyone's always happy and the dynamics there. Um there's a few risky bits. Because it's in the 70s and, you know, it was a more innocent time where you could say stuff that maybe you couldn't say now. So there are some kind of risky kind of lines that you're like, oh. By, by risky, do you mean racist? Racist, sexist, stuff like that. Yeah. And there are some kind of shallow portrayals of characters. But again, it is a product of its time, yes. you know. Uh, but I mean, overall, it's so well written and funny. I am fucking adoring. Why did you say to watch this? Lorraine's got it in um, DVD and we just thought, <laughs> let's watch this. And she'd seen it before, but by two episodes in you know it's so sweet and charming and gentle that you just you're hooked straight away so I never watched them as a kid the ones I watched as a kid that were on TV like some of the old comedies I watched I watched How You Being Served which was great and again very risque though yeah, like, you know again, a lot no, just but probably of its time though you but know back then it, it still racist yeah. but back then it was acceptably racist yeah well, perhaps yeah I give you a second. Yeah. I watched that one I liked Dad's Army back in the day I enjoyed that again yeah and as we've discussed before we're both fans of all of because mm. it's just it's magnificently done. Lolo was well done as yeah. well. Yeah. What's the memory one from that era that everyone seems to love that you just dislike? Which one? Like just anything that come out because like I, people seem to love whoever whatever happened to like the lads. I wasn't. I wasn't I never, a fan. I never and the Liver Birds as well. Never get I wasn't either. a fan of that either. Yeah. Um, yeah there, there was a few that I just didn't. I was. Like, mm. I was going to put out there as well. Only Frozen Horses. Not a fan at all. There are times when it's very funny, but there's a lot of filler. I don't get it. Yeah. I just don't. I, I watch it. and I'm like, I don't really get the appeal. I don't see why there's a love for it. I don't. Yeah. I just don't get it at all. I'm the same. I've got yeah. bits that I really enjoy. And I think it's like, oh, that's really funny. That's a really well-timed um, joke. What I do like is, are you being served? Remember that? Is it dead? Are you being served? Oh, sorry, yeah. no, not that. The other one. Sorry, the prison one. Um, oh, porridge. Porridge. Yes. yes. Th- that's it. And the other one, open all others. Like open all the others, much. Yeah, not no, as much, but that, that, that was good. So, yeah, there's a few, there's a few old gems here that I you think know. They're either on BBC, no, they're either on the iPlayer sometimes, or they're on Netflix a lot of them sometimes. Yeah. Just, there. Did you watch the Porridge reboot thing they've done at one point? There was, wasn't it? Yeah, apparently, it was absolutely, absolutely awful. They rebooted that in some way and have, and have continued on Are You Being Served? Not Are You Being Served, Open All Hours with only David Jason in it. Right. And apparently, again, yeah. absolutely awful. I think these, again, these leave it alone. It's charming, it's perfect as it was. Don't fucking, don't, don't, don't do it, just let it go. Okay. But you've been watching a good life. What have you been watching? Out of cinema, what have you been watching? Um, I watched on Netflix, I believe it is. Um, it was on, it was um, Deathwish. Oh, right. The 2018 version of With Bruce Willis. Willis. Um, Bruce Willis. Me and you are both funny with Bruce Willis. Because we've read so much Kevin Smith, we yeah. kind of we like Bruce Willis, but we kind of don't like Bruce Willis. Yeah. And this is one of those films you can tell that Bruce is phoning that in. Yeah, when he phones it in, it's, yeah. it's not it's an extra It's also got Vincent D'Onofrio in it. It's also got Elizabeth Shue in it as well. Okay. Yeah, so it's quite a decent cast. Yeah. Um, the Hank from Breaking Bad as well. The, the police I can never remember his name. The Rock. He's got the, the, the thing. Was he not the thing in one of the Fantastic Fours as well? No, you're thinking of the guy from... He looks like a checklist. Somebody checklist his name no, is. No, checklist is one from... Is it the wire. Damn. No, he's not the wire. He's in um, the shield. Is it? Could be the same person. It's not the same person. It could be. It's not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's done by Eli Roth as well. Oh. He, so, he's done this and he's done the house with the clock on the walls in the same year. That's so, a very... Yeah. Um, it follows roughly the same story as the original. Obviously, someone... Um, that living a quite a nice life. He's a I think the first one he's an architect, isn't he? I believe so. And yeah. this one he's a he's a doctor, a surgeon. Right. Which in a stretch of Bruce Willis would believe he's a surgeon. Yeah. Um, again, someone breaks into his home, um, they kill his wife, they injure his daughter, um, and at that point he starts to not trust like sort of like society and sort of idea of like, you know, he wants to act revenge on the people who are doing it. But while he's acting revenge on people who do it, he's also sort of taking out other people in, in line with the City down in yeah. his eyes. Um, it's, it's not a bad film. It's completely passable, completely watchable. It's only about 90 minutes long. Right. There's some moments you're going to go, oh, that was actually quite well done. But there are moments when Bruce is really important. And at times you go, like, Bruce Willis is a, a, a 
Yeah. I'm sure he's been nominated at one point. Yeah. He is. Yes, he's really? still, he is not engaged at times. It's horrible when he does that because yeah. it's cop out. He, he does. He's you know he's, he's lazy and that as well. And you do when you see what's going in, it's it's apparent. Yeah. That's the thing. It's yeah. Like, mm, and it's not even the whole film. That's what makes it a bit of an uneven tone. That it's sometimes it seems like oh he's, he's engaging here and then like oh Bruce is not on the. the and it just takes you out of it. Is it gory? Because Rob obviously his niche is torture porn. That's yeah. where Rob is all about. There's not as much gore as you think there would be. There's maybe one scene of proper gore, and, you're gonna, and it makes you kind of sit back and go, oh, that's horrible. Right. But definitely not as much as you thought it would be. Yeah. Um, I can see why he didn't get much of a cinematic release. It's not particularly great. It's not really bad either. It's just it's very black. Was it unnecessary, do you think? Yeah. Again, talking about what we're talking about. It doesn't really add anything to it, and I don't think anyone who watches this is going to go, oh, that's than the original. I don't think any kid who watches it is going to go, oh, I want to go and watch the original because of it, when you really should just watch the original. I don't think the original is that great, to be honest. It's part of its time as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's just it's one of the films that sort of gained notoriety. I think Bronson made the original yeah. rise above its station. Yeah. I think it was the performance rather than the movie. Nah, it's probably, probably some more notoriety than it. Yeah. It's yeah. a great title as well. Yeah. For the movie. Um, what was I going to say? What was, was there not one a couple of years ago with Jodie Foster that was almost a remake with her kind of character in a similar situation, the quiet one, I'm going to say. I've not seen that. I don't know if it was meant to be like a kind of female-led remake, right, but it's, okay. it's, it's very kind of similar premise, but Jodie Foster's right. um, the, the kind of Bruce Willis, honest, Charles Bronson character in it as well. To be honest, at least that's a different idea. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, that at least has put a twist on something, whereas yeah. this one, it's not really a twist, it's yeah. the same idea again, I feel like that. It's not kind of old. Not, not, not the worst way to spend 90 minutes, no, though, it, but... It, like, it, it, ends up, it was a chucking it down Saturday or Sunday or sitting watching it, so it wasn't an awful way to spend an afternoon, but it's like, it's not... It's, it's a one of those wet afternoons yeah. sitting there just watching it. Oh, OK. Um, nothing I watched at home with one film, film called Funny Cow. I know of this. It's a British film basically set in the 1970s about yep. um, a woman who's trying to break into stand-up comedy in the north of England. Um, uh, it's not a true story, but you can tell it's a sort of amalgamation of many true stories. Yeah, many uh, broken dreams. Many broken dreams. <laughs> it's not basically, she's talking about a world where basically women are put down, obviously. She's expected to marry and just be a, a housewife, but she has kind of a, I'm not saying a broken personality, she has a, she has a distinct personality, she doesn't want to be that person. She also likes to drink, she likes to enjoy life, um, and that rubs a lot of people the wrong way in the town, and also any sort of Who's the who is she? Who, who plays her? Is there anyone notable? I can't remember the name actually, and I can't remember who she is now. Is she a recognisable face? Or? I did recognise her. I've seen what I saw. I did recognise her. I'm thinking, I know who she is. She's been a lot mm-hmm. of sort of British stuff. Is, is this being made on the back of. Um, I want to say it's called The Incredible Miss Maisie, or is it just no. Maisie? No. It's, it's, it's not being the back of that. No. Right, okay. Because okay. Um, really um, it seems to be like a lot of the kind of that type of thing just now, do you know what I mean? Like, like taking like a stand-up comedian and yeah. kind of following that, that journey seems to be quite kind of trend. Um, Maxine Peake is the woman's name who's playing the, the lead role. She's in Messiah, she's in the theory of everything. Um, she's in Shameless as well. Right. Um, she's in, in, in a lot of British Black Mirror she's in for an episode as well. Right, so she's, she's got... She's around all the, all the yeah, place. She's got she's got chops here. She, she can uh-huh. act, yeah. yeah. So, again, it's really... It's just... It's, Definitely not a happy story, you know, because it's just women. She's in these like working men's clubs, yeah. and they're abusive and they're horrible. And the people who are doing the people who are in the clubs who are still doing the jokes are broken men as well. Right. You know, it's all these old guys who are telling the same jokes, and the crowd are always turning on them. And it's just it paints a really bleak picture of Northern England, and it's sort of like that kind of it's almost into that almost Ken Loach. Is it like a Ken Loach version of Punchline? Almost, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> a, it's like Ken Loach with like a bit of a. Well, he, he done I Daniel Blake, didn't he? So it's, yes. it's in that vein of like just showing like this working class desperation essentially. Yeah. Um, wow. it's, it's pretty grim, pretty dark, pretty dark. It's, it's very well done. It's, it's, very, it's excellent. It's you know, well performed. Makes a salient points about society and like, you know people women's place in the world. Um, or we would want them a place to be in the world. But it's, it's a grim watch. I've watched it, yeah. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. A bit like me enjoyed I Daniel Blake. Yeah. I, mean, I felt like I've watched You came out a bit stunned, don't you? Oh. And angry and, you know. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Quite, it's a film. It's not a film for entertainment purposes only. It's a film to maybe make you have a, a think about something. Yeah. And yeah. that's just as valid as a film that makes his thing for um, 20 minutes. Just slightly off topic no, no it's not off topic but a slight digression um, I Daniel Blake um, which is a film I mean, Richard seen a couple of years ago yeah 
um, about a man who was trying to claim benefits but had to go through all just sorts of tests. Just of the system, yeah, yeah. Um, but I noticed on Twitter the other day there was, there was um, somebody, I can't remember, somebody retweeted something and it was like, um, you know, took my mum to get these tests. Um, my mum's blind, can't walk, and she was refused it because she was dressed nice. Um, hashtag I Daniel Blake. So oh. it seems to th- th- there's some movement there in the back of that. It's definitely touching. Um, and definitely you know what? Fucking good. No, definitely. Fucking good. Like said, the guy who um, watched the writer of, of um, I Daniel Blake have always said this is not a true story. It's not a sing- it's, a, it's not one true story. It's a million true yeah, stories. Yeah, absolutely. But it's good to see that that movie, the, yeah. the hashtag, I, the, the, you know, is, is fucking. It's lending a voice to people and it's helping them. So you know, fucking good, man. No, good. Good. It's, yeah. been me- it's been mentioned in Parliament a few times as well. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Good. Um, but yeah, so I definitely say if you want, to, if you need to watch one out of death wishing funny cow, watch funny cow. Yeah. If you want to find something, you'll be sadder way. for it. But, but you'll, you'll feel you'll, you'll feel something yeah, in a way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but now on to some cinematic releases. Some cinematic, yes. Um, so I've seen a lot. You've not seen as much. I've seen three movies because I've not, I've not, okay. I've not dropped her on you yet. I have seen. I've not told you I've seen it yet. Well, tell us one you've seen that. We've talked about it last week. What do you think of it? The oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I went to see the favourite all night. Um, I'm still a bit confused because because this guy's films do that to me. I walk out and it takes me ages to figure out what the You've fuck I've watched. Still in your brain, yeah. Yeah, and this, as you said um, before, is his most accessible film. Yes, which tells you a lot about the man. Yeah, I mean this 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 says I mean this is it is a linear plot. Yeah. But it's done in such a way that you know you're just like, like but but I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know what to make of what you've done to me. And I really really liked it. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. I, I thought and for me to say this is when you know it's special. Um, the cinematography stunning was that that fisheye lens amazing, stuff was yeah. fucking uh, wow incredible. Um, and also it's a, a movie that makes me talk about oh. movie talk is yeah. a good movie. The yeah. set design was. Fucking, but the Queen's bedroom Amazing. was just eye candy. Costumes were uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything was just like wow. Oh. Um, the dialogue was just punchy as fuck. Um, at times, like abrasive, but oh my yeah. god. Um, and then, yeah, as, as you'd mentioned before about ducks and stuff like yeah. that, it just throws you out and you're like, what? Why right. am I, why are I watching the people racing ducks? Yeah, yeah, or why is this man getting pelted with fruit? You know, yeah, there's no reason. There's no this isn't food, my yeah. amusement. Who, yeah. Who's 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 enjoying this? Yeah. yeah. Um, but overall, um, really, really successful as, as a fucking movie. Um, and it's one of those ones when you came out. Um, did you all see it with you? Yes. Right. Did you discuss the ending? Yeah. And it's like it, it really mean me and Lorraine, but like, maybe it means this or does it? And oh. you, it, it's so divisive that ending, you oh. know, like, like well, what, what does what does it? But mean? again, I think that that's a more definitive ending to that, and I think it's, it, than it is. In the, of, I still feel it is, is again, it's definitely his most sort of like you could encapsulate that film easily. You can yeah. Encapsulate the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. But you, um, you enjoyed it. I, I did immensely and I would give it a solid 8 out of 10 yeah, easily I, I would be I really intrigued to see what he's going to do next because yeah. um, interestingly this one was the first one he's done without his, his writing partner yeah? yeah. so it, it shows that he can play nice with others um, and there's still the quirk he'll still do his own thing yeah, yeah so it's we'll his, re- it's not definitively his film it'll be really intriguing to see where he goes next yeah. and controversially I'm going to say I would love to see somebody with this kind of vision Doing something from Marvel or something like that, something so mainstream, almost like Taiki, right? Yeah. He didn't, you know what I mean? Like, like give him a Marvel character, it's like, yeah, it's four, but that's not the yeah. four. We, we're so far we won't, but whatever you. Do you know what I mean? It'd be nice to see him doing something mainstream, but with his fucking think, insanity. I don't think in his, his vision will work in the mainstream cinema. I don't think so either, but it would be fucking amazing to see. He is, he's a very twisted genius, I would say. Yeah, I enjoy that very much. Um, so, first film of the week that I saw was a film called The Front Runner. Starring everybody's favourite Jackman. Sure, but more start off, we have a bit of trust in this. Um, directed by Jason Reitman. Who is. Ivan Reitman's son. Who's apparently Dune doing the next Ghostbusters, yeah. 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 Um, also, directed the Juno. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pully as well last year. Um, up in the Air and Young Adult. Which are all good. Well, young adults a bit ropey. I love young adults. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've, I've more issue with Tully. Um, which I've never seen yet, yeah. personally. Um, and also one called Men, Women and Children, which I've got absolutely detested. Um, but he has he has obviously very good stuff as well. It can make a film. Yeah. Yeah. And the plot of this film is that um, there's a guy running for <laughs> the presidential candidacy in America. He's running for the, I think, what is he, the Democrat side of it. What's his name? I can't remember his name. 
Well, you need to get his name. Oh. Five, four. Oh, you, you're a kid who's rich. Is it you, somebody? I, it's no, you, no, you're thinking of Hugh Jackman. Is it, is it not James, somebody, I want to say? No. Or Ted? No. Ted sounds like Ted. Ted's are always Ted politician. Like I think if you're born American and you're called Edward, you're pretty much guaranteed you're going to be a politician somewhere. Yeah. You're going to get shot as well, <laughs> yeah. but you know, that, that's, um, that's. Gary a, Hart. Gary Hart. So, Gary Hart running for presidential nominee. Um, well, he's the front runner. That's the title. He's only won the nomination, but as he's done about campaigning, the press start asking questions why he doesn't want to talk much about a personal life. He's, he seems to want to keep everything on issue, doesn't want to get to invest in anything out with the issues, doesn't like the photo op idea. They do a little bit of digging um, and discover that he's been having an affair. Um, possible many affairs. Oh. Um, this is set in 1980, so it's like this is a little pub and people and politicians the idea was, yeah, they all have affairs. This, it doesn't It was like Kennedy uh, fucking yeah, you it know. It doesn't yeah. infringe on their ability yeah. to govern, but they made the press made a bigger a big deal of this and they pushed it and basically one of the one of the first major scandals in American politics that essentially destroyed this man's political career and then you can see this as it all unfold over over two hours. Okay. And in the film you get Hugh Jackman playing Gary Hart, you get J.K. Simmons playing his sort of like commander oh. in chief. Oh, always okay. good. Yeah. Um, Ramira Farmiga, she plays his wife. Uh, Who is she? She's from The Conjuring, she was also in the Bates Motel one as well. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, good. Really good actress. She plays Hugh Jackman's wife, uh, Alfred Molina. Oh, well, always, Alfred's always good. Alfred Molina is playing the guy who runs the Washington Post, who's playing the, playing the same character that Tom Hanks plays in The Post. Oh. Which you think going. Very different looks. Who's better? Hanks. Yeah? Yeah. He's, he, this one doesn't, doesn't get as much to do with Molina. Right, right. Okay. Okay. And there's also a young actor called Jenna Kennel who I really liked. Uh, she's in Bye Bye Man. Not a good film, but she's definitely very good in this film. Um, I know who you mean. She, I like her a lot. Yeah. She was in Terrifier. Oh, she's well. Like, yeah, she's, she's really, really good. good. Yeah, she's yeah. Really good. Yeah. Really good character. Shit movie she's in, but yeah. she's she's the standard of the, good, the bad movies. She's yeah. a step up because she's very good in this film. Cool. She doesn't have much to do in it, but she does, but she does very yeah. well. Uh, it's a really, it's an interesting study um, of like society, how we view politicians, how we view the media, you know. It, but it's really weird watching it now because this guy's entire career gets derailed because of having an affair, which rightly or wrongly, so you can argue that that's open to argument. We have a president of the White House right now who is charging prostitutes and sitting with porn stars, yeah. and that and nothing's happened to him. Yeah. So it always feels almost like kind of trivial when you watch it. It feels like this is sort of like. Wait, so, yeah, so yeah. what's the lesson here? What we've learned from this? Do you know what I mean? It's very small potatoes in comparison to what's to, going to so real I events. Think, yeah. I think that's a real problem with sort of any political, either satire or political, even political movie, right? Because at the moment it seems like politics. I mean, even as we are Brexit, it, uh, everything seems so satirical. Like, uh, you can't talk that. You, can't you know, be, you can't aye. Be fun of it in the same yeah, because it's fucking so mad anyway. Yeah. Um, Jackman's really good in it, as you expect. You yeah. Know, yeah. He is quite unlikable to a great degree because he's yeah. he is kind of having an affair. He's also quite abrasive, um, quite cold to a lot of people in the film. He is wearing one of the world's world's most awful wigs in the film. <laughs> like. <laughs> Horrendous looking wig. Yeah, well, um, you're like, okay. yeah, I mean, you're good yeah. You can still get it something. Yeah, yeah. You know, awful wig. Um, most, all the four characters, I read out the cast there, they're all, obviously, they're all great actors. They all do what they do really well, but they don't really get as much time to do anything beyond Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Of Simmons course. Of a, course yeah. Simmons gets a little bit more time than everybody else. Everyone else only gets a scene at most of themselves right. to, to, to show off, but. For the most part, they're literally just. It's a huge Jackman show. Jackman show yeah, exactly. Really, so the man's the man's oozing with talent yeah, and, and charisma. And, and, and sort of, you can see Jackman. It's sort of his push for an Oscar. You can see yeah. he's fine. Is it going to get no, an Oscar? Not? No, no. Um, very plot-driven, dialogue-driven movie. You know, it's, it's, there's no explosions. There's no. Who directed it? Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so the dialogue-driven aspect of it may put people off. There's, there's no like, sort of there's no big chase scene or anything like that. It's literally yeah. just. It, Filming guys talking in a room a lot of the time, you know, people talking to each other over the phone and stuff like that. It's very driven by that. Yeah. Um, and in the end, it's, it's, it's not particularly hopeful filming the end. You know, it has a kind of moment at the end where he's giving a, he's giving a farewell speech. And I don't know if it's hopeful, but just, it doesn't, you want people like, nah, shit, this gets lost, man. Like, what you're saying, like, yeah. 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 So it's all going hell from here, pal. Uh, yeah, floodgates are open, um, you know, all bets are off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what I would say about it is a return to form for well, Reitman. After um, Tully, um, Men, Women, and Children, and 
Labor Day. Yeah. Three, I would say, best misfires. Uh, best memory with children an awful movie. Um, this is, it seems like he's maybe be back on track with something here, which I'm happy to see. Yeah, it's obviously down to his talent and skill. And yeah. he's, he's been allowed to um, do it. And all three said he's now got the keys to the Ghostbusters world again. Yes, so yeah. Um, with his dad's vision yeah. of Ghostbusters. So, yeah. It does feel a little bit incestuous, you know, I think so. Yeah, kind of. It's a bit. It is a bit odd. It's a little, oh. yeah. But you know what? Let's see how it goes, man. Because his dad's, um, he's not executive producer, so yeah, he's so got his dad. He can tap. He can tap into that psyche. Which well, it's is, yeah. 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 I know. We seem. We seem to be the, the odd ones out here. I would much rather have seen another version, another sequel to that. Yes. See them come back to the old world. It feels like they're going back to the Ghostbusters of old. It feels like someone's like, they're giving you one internet who are shitty about it. Yeah. It's pandering to the dicks. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We're going to do another one of yeah. Let's bring back the girls and Hemsworth because it was fucking it's awesome. Funny, yeah, yeah. Was yeah absolutely. Um, but front runner seven and a half out of ten. Seven and a half. Yeah. No, is the because we've got the, the, the Cheney one coming out as well. Oh. We have just realised the villain apparently. Who yeah. yes. fucking you? Uh, well, apart <laughs> <laughs> from me. Um, so what, is there a, just an explosion just now of politicians or? Politics is kind of in right now. Yeah. Where people, people in Destiny were interested in it, but. It's almost a chance to sort of like say um, things weren't as bad as they are now, almost, which I think is not really like, particularly for the Cheney thing. Like Cheney is a fucker, and any film to try and whitewash or sort of like humanise him, I think, is an awful idea. Because he's an absolute bastard man. But we'll get to that in the scene. Eventually, what I think really weird about these these kind of biopics is I think it was really weird that they do them when the person's still alive. Yeah, and I think that's really weird because you know you're telling this story about you know here's what happened. And the person's there to mm. say this didn't happen oh. or that. And it's always weird about yeah. it. You're thinking, oh, they, they can watch this and, and yeah. oh, form their opinion. And it's and like, also, oh, it messes you know, with me. You know, if you were a politician and made a movie about you, would you watch yourself in the movie they made about you? But they must know the content and what's oh, getting said about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a weird one, though, isn't it? Very it's odd, like, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so it's seven and a half out of ten. Um, the next film we're going to go on to saw is a film called Colette. Colette starring. Everyone's favourite, Kira. Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. Yeah, directed yeah. by Wash Westmoreland. That's a good name. Sounds like a brewery. It does a lot of it, yeah. <laughs> it um, he is a co director of Still Alice. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the plot of this film is. It's a true film. story. A true story yes. about a young country lass in France, played by Kira Knightley, who is married off very young to a man of society. Um, the good of his watch to marry her because she is a, of a country origin. But he's a, he's a writer, but he's a writer who goes to the sense that he, he basically he gets others to write under his name and then roots the profit. So he pays him to write. Hires ghostwriters, yeah. in essence. So yeah. he managed to talk Kira Knightley into doing this as his wife to write the book, and lo and behold, the book becomes massive. Claudine stories, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Which is like 50 shades, I don't know about it, I'm just saying that. You're not far off the game. Well, um, well. But at the same time, they have a very sort of open esque relationship, I would say. Um, they're both having an affair sometimes with the same person, which is very odd. But not a threesome? No. It's like a. No, Kira's sleeping with a girl, and then Kira will go away, and then the puppy will come in. And he's doing this because he thinks it will generate good story content for oh, the books. Okay. Um, right. And then it comes together, he wants to try and get her name on the books, and it's all it's a power yeah. play between the two, husband and wife, trying to get the upper hand over these guys, which is her living in, going on a life in a different you know, doing other things in her life as well. It's yeah. very interesting because she was like that. She was a writer, she was on the stage, she was a mime artist, she was sort of pushed them. Um, Sexual rights and stuff like that. So she's done a lot of stuff in her life. Yeah, she's very active. Very an act- activist. Activist, yes. activist, yeah. Like I said, Keen Knightley's playing her. Don't want to miss playing the husband. Uh, Eleanor Tomlinson, I believe it is, is playing the love interest at one point. Doing a show as well, she's playing another. Love interest. Love interest as well. Rise above that BBC drama. It's it's it's, 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 it's a really interesting movie. Um, 
Knightley is always is exceptionally charming. I don't see her be she is a good actress, but there's, there seems to be a, a, a dislike for Keira Knightley. For no reason. I don't, yeah, exactly. I I've never either. figured out why people. I don't know, is it just local girl made good and people would resent that? People have it towards Anne Hathaway as well. Yeah. I don't get either. I get that, like Anne Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, people seem to really dislike Keira Knightley for no apparent yeah. reason. I don't uh, yeah, she's a good actress. I think she's always been very good. It's just her best performance today. I was trying to think of that. I'm trying to think of anyone I've seen that I've really liked her because sometimes you've mixed up with Natalie Portman. Occasionally, yes, yeah. you do. So I'm going to say, oh no, I've been performing the Black Swan, but Black Swan is it's Natalie Portman. Yes, probably could possibly win her best performance. Yeah. Wow. Um, Dominic West having a great time. He's in the, he's in the film, he's a flamboyant, larger than life character, really, really, and he's enjoying embracing that. Goes for it. Amazing big moustache on him as well. He's loving life when he's doing it. Um, it is warning, raunchier than I expected. Yeah. Um, I was in the film seeing it with a bunch of you know the white hair brigade. Yes. And I, older ladies. Older ladies. <laughs> and I felt uncomfortable because there's, there's, some, there's some very raunchy lady on lady action, which really came from nowhere. I'm going. I'm going I've watched it going. They're not any. Oh, they are. Oh, oh, right. oh, no, they've done it now. They've done it. <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting that. Um, so that that was unexpected. Um, but it's very well handled. I think the guy's been trying to do this film for a long time, and you see, you can see he's, he's put a lot of love into it. It's well plotted. Well done, biopic. It's sort of not. It's covering a good chunk of life. It's maybe not the 20, 25 years of our life. It's done more after this, but it's a good chunk of time. I think from yeah. maybe it was 17, maybe to the mid to late 30s. I think, okay. Yeah. Um, doesn't cover all. Leaves a lot on the table, but overall, a really well done, interesting biopic that I, I really dug. Sounds like it's got a bit of me behind it. Do you know what I mean? A film that you know, give it a bit of thought. You know, it's. To, and, you know, it's a true story, real person, open your eyes up, you know, and something that could inspire you as well. Well, I think, I, I yeah. didn't know who this person was, yeah. so I was like... Did you Wikipedia her afterwards? I did. That yeah. is always a good film then, okay, always, yeah. Interesting, interesting, so I don't think I'll be reading the, um, the books. The books, yeah. But, very interesting. Because Jill won't let you. Sure, won't she? It reminds me of a film a couple of years ago called Love and Friendship, no. It had Kate Beckinsale in it, Chloe Savini. No, okay. It reminds me of that level. He's biting the funny sarcasm. Yeah. Sort of I want. It is on my radar to see. I don't know if we'll get around to it or not, but it is one that I've yeah. yeah. Enjoyed it. Um, what have you seen that you wanted to surprise me with? Not, um, not the last one. We I, I went to see Nativity Rocks oh, with with the children. Oh, um, this this was um, I, I was late to the party with this one because it was out before Christmas yes. the Christmas movie um, and eventually we I, I would give um, like seven out of ten decent yeah. decent yeah yeah um, th- so this was out prior to Christmas leading yeah. up to Christmas um, and eventually made it on to Moves for Juniors the kids have been begging me for months to go and see it and eventually we went to see it um, it was as awful as I expected to right, be okay. but it had a kind of Infectious charm, positivity, and charm about it. Yeah, you get swept along, I think. But end it, you know, you've watched a fucking terrible movie with a terrible cast that is terrible written, and it kind of throws every fucking cliche you can uh-huh. imagine at you. But you know, you come away, and there has a few points where it's like you know, you, you kind of feel the throat tightening up and stuff like that. But you do come away thinking that you know, it's a positive message, it's yeah. not a malicious film anyway at all and kids can only come away with something good from it Um, if I was to rate it um, I would probably give it a 5 out of 10 which is probably 3 more than it deserves but yeah it's not in any way a malicious movie it only sends it good vibes but it's a poorly done movie Um, sorry on to some serious films so the one that you were mocking me for last week I went to a film called RBG RBG Tell us who's RBG. She is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, this film is directed by Julian Cohen and Betsy West, who haven't really done anything of note that I've noticed. Um, I think more producers have done a lot of stuff. Um, the plot of this is very simple. It tells the life story of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who, uh, who was a social activist from the 50s until it got very much changed um, women's rights in America, uh, eventually becoming one of the high justices of the Supreme Court uh, in America. As you know, like, they get voted in for life. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I did so not they know this. So. They can retire if they want, but if they don't want to retire, they will not be taken off the court. They cannot be taken off. They can they still practice for life? Yeah. But <laughs> from a, not ethical standpoint, but 
surely someone who's, and I'm sorry if you're 90 years old, an 8 year old, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, and it's, it's definitely a question people have asked about. Right, like, so I'm not the first to voice this concern. Okay, okay. She is sharp as shit, there's no doubt yeah, about that. But, but not every 8 year old is. Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's one of the questions we do raise at one point. Ah, so she's okay. in it, you've got a husband in it, there's a lovely relationship they've, they've had as well. Um, Bill Clinton pops up and he's the one to put her on the court. And he could tell the life. How old is she? Just out of curiosity. 89, I think, now. Right, okay, cool. But, she, but she's still kicking ass on the court. Yeah. Um, but when she went on the court the first time, she was sort of maybe slightly left of centre in her views. Yeah. Now she's essentially the, the left of the, of the, the really? court. Really? Yeah, the court's now very much a, a right leaning court. Um, it's a very nice documentary, very engaging. Um, feel very important because they're, they're talking about you know women's struggles because like, she was a big one. She was very clever in that how they approach women's rights wasn't just to go crazy and just start screaming. She just very quickly started attacking certain cases, just little cases about sexual discrimination. Yeah. You know, and she was attacking something from the man's point of view. So there's a story, there's a case she tried in front of the Supreme Court where. Uh, husband and wife, the wife had died during her childbirth, the man was left alone raising the child. Yeah. If it had been the other way around, women would have got, say, a certain amount of money to look after the kid. Yeah, yeah. But he did include a man, even though he's raising his child as a single parent. And she challenged that in the courts because there's no reason why that can happen. So, yeah. so the idea of discrimination, sexual invasion can work both ways. Yeah, and I, by, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And by showing that it worked both ways, it made that everyone had to sort of basically change the law so that there was no, no discrimination. Yeah. She's very smart. She's a woman who does not suffer fool gladly. She doesn't speak unless she gets something to say. Mm -hmm. And when she does say it, she's saying it for a purpose. And Listen to what she's saying because yeah. that's important. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, the part of the soul of the film is relationship she's got with her husband, which is it's, it's really lovely because he he's sort of the outgoing, funny, silly one of the two. He's also very, 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 very well done. Tax lawyer, he's done very well for himself in life, um, but he definitely is sort of the comedy part of the double act. Yeah. Um, and so it's really lovely relationship they had with each other. He unfortunately passed away um, maybe ten years ago, so she's left with right. herself. Okay. Um, but you see that you see that it's sort of really the heart and soul relationship. Um, and also you see he was more than happy to recognise that his wife was the one on a crusade. Yeah. And he would happily take a back step. In order to support her and push her forward, yeah. and help her could do, rather than it being, you know, really you stay at home, you work yeah. in the kitchen, I'll work with the money. He knew his wife was, had something she wanted to talk about. And he was, yeah. He, that. he enabled that. Good, good, yeah. good. It doesn't touch on some of the more controversial things. Um, something you raised, for example, someone in the link, you should yeah. go to court. I was possible to say no, um, but I don't want to touch on that because I think something should have been touched on. Yeah. It also doesn't touch on the fact that she could have retired if she wanted to when Obama was in power. If she'd done that, Obama gets to name the judge on the Supreme Court, so you can put a, a left-leaning judge on the court. Yeah. If she dies in the next year, even if Trump gets re-elected in the next four years, then Trump gets to pick who goes on the Supreme God Court. God help us, yeah. And you've seen who he's already picked, he picked the crazy fucker before he put him yeah. on, so that would even, that was push the court even yeah. further to the right because yeah. no one really wants to really want a balance in the court. Um, so she's now pretty much the voice of dissension on the court. There's, there's a lot of things about passing in the Supreme Court that says six out of the eight judges will agree on this and she was the one who dissents. She has a voice of dissension she wants to, wants to, wants to yeah. take. So she is the one who is like sort of no. Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, which unfortunately still means the law passes because the rest of the judges are pushing desperately. Yeah. But the point is She's a voice to say, she's stopping something from passing this thing. Yeah. Um, really enjoyed it, really interesting documentary, really just, just one of those ones you go, I'm glad I know about this person now. Like I knew who she was because of like, just general in the, in the world. Because you're knowledgeable, sir. Knowledgeable man. Yeah. Um, but to see a part of the story of who she was, where she came from, how she lived her life now, it's really, it's really interesting, really well done documentary. Burning question, uh, was there an audience there for it? It was a packed house. Two what is it? Packed. It was at the GFP. Yeah, it's Glasgow so Columbia, two, yeah. Two, um, two screenings were both, were both full. Wow. And I did feel like when I went from Colette, where I was the youngest person in the screening, uh, youngest person screening, I was definitely the oldest person in this, but it felt really? like there was a lot of uni students in it, and it was just me sitting there as an old man with a shirt and tie on. So it seemed that very hip audience. It was a very hip audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll give it eight out of ten. 
Good. Glad you enjoyed it, sir. I, I, I mocked you, but no, you, you do what you follow your dreams. You I chase I, that dream, sir. I thought I learned something. <laughs> Um, on to the last one, one of the both scene. Yay! Um, is Stan and Ollie. Stan and Ollie, Lauren Hardy, Stan and Laurel. Directed by John S. Baird, the Scotsman um, from Aberdeen, um, who also directed a film called Filth a few years ago. Yes. This is not film. No, this is not. <laughs> um, it's a film called Cass as well, which is a well known film. I've not seen it, but it's very good. Um, so, the plot of this film essentially is following uh, Oliver Hardy and Stan Laurel yeah. um, on a sort of farewell tour of it's not it, no because I think the, the two are to try and raise money. Yeah, the, the, to, to, to raise no to get back not notoriety. Yeah, they've the yeah. the, 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 the yeah. now. So they want to make a movie and to get noticed and get a bit of kind of you know we're, we're still here. They do a tour. Yeah, carry on. Um, sorry. One of them is from Britain. What is it, Stan? Uh, Stan is from Britain. Britain. Yes, uh, Northern England somewhere I believe. But I can't remember. But he moved out there quite young, didn't he? Yes. Chapman, Chapman was English, wasn't he? Yeah, but he did. Yeah. Um, so, and since I'm just travelling up and down with Britain, and it's you've seen their friendship develop and change as sort of reached the end of. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much almost at the end of their career. Yeah. So in the same yeah. way, some films you've seen, you watch the dying of a marriage, you're almost seen the dying of a friendship. Here, yeah. The ending of the sort of the next stage of friendship. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you got John C. Reilly playing Hardy. Oliver Hardy. Yeah. Um, Steve Coogan is playing Laurel. Yeah. Um, Shirley Henderson is playing Mrs. Hardy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you do, Mel. Nina and, and Ariana is playing Mrs. Laurel. Yeah. And you've also got Rufus Jones playing. I don't know if he was a bad promoter or just he was ripping them off. I'm not really sure what he was doing. I don't even think he was ripping them off. I think he was just. Yeah, I think he, he had the best intentions and the best for them. And you know, when things did spiral, he was the first one to say, Well done, here's the uh, success. But yeah, I just think it was a bit an yeah, his job. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, Danny Houston pops up in it. He was a, yeah, yeah, Danny Houston's always good. It's very interesting because his dad was very good in um, Hollywood. Ah, I didn't know that. John Houston. Ah, oh, was that his dad? Uh-huh. Well, fuck me, he uh-huh. me over and over and something every week. I wasn't playing his dad, though, but it was interesting, wasn't it? It was funny. That would have been, yeah, very, very funny. Yeah, because yeah. he done that. Um, so. I've talked too much. What do you think of this one? Um, it, right, let's start with the, the performances because that, that's the big one and that's, yeah. that's going to stick with you. So you've got um, Steve Coogan playing the kind of skinnier English Laurel and um, John Shirelli playing Hardy, that big, yeah. kind of, you know, loud American guy. Um, the Riley have done amazing to, to act within the prosthetics yeah, he was wearing. Yes. Wow. Yeah, um, very well done. For me personally, at times, the prophetics were a bit prosthetic. I agree. I Occasionally, you're looking and going, yeah, that, that's, you know, that, that's fake. It's that's John C. Reilly in a, in a fat mask. Yeah. yeah. But they even went so the hands and stuff like that, did you notice? It was like, yeah. you know, wow. Well, but, but to act through that is, I think, no, no mean feat at all. You know, so well done to him. Um, Coogan up close, you were never kind of fooled. But when you seen the distance shots, Coogan, well. You got it. Um, he had the mannerisms yeah. beautifully done, but the both performances were amazing. I think I've never heard in a grapevine or read it somewhere that out of the two of them, Riley's going to get the Oscar nomination. Riley got the, the Golden Globe nod, yeah. and Coogan got the BAFTA nod. Right. So it's it's a weird one, isn't yeah, it? Um, it? You can't even push it as one's the main and other one's support because yeah, they're both, the both support. They're both and also, main. is it easier? To caricature a caricature which Hardy was yeah. almost, you know what I mean? As to kind of caricature the more linear straight line. I, I don't know, maybe I'm just making shit up now and trying what no, I don't no, understand just for the sake of it. Um, but I, I, I don't know, the performances from both are amazing. Um, I think the ways I thought were fantastic. They stole the show. They, yeah, they, yeah, they, they were a comedy double um, on their own. Outside of the, the stage performances, there's not a lot of comedy between Lauren and Hardy. It's very much a scene. You've seen Stan Ollie, you've seen him. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the two wives, they took the comedy slack. They became the kind of double act. They were gloriously funny. You know, they gave big laughs. I don't think she won't sit next to the promoter. Brilliant stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, don't touch me. Some of their lines were amazing. There wasn't much more of a cast on that, other than the manager, that it was essentially five people that kind of drove the full movie. And you were saying that it was all pretty much one shot, most of it, or that, that's the appearance of it. The opening scene, you mean? Yeah. 
walking through 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 Hollywood. Um, so is this going to get it? More Oscar nods for would that be cinematography or what would that be? Yeah. I think it's going to get BAFTA nods because yeah. well, I think it has got BAFTA nods yeah. because it's also the best film. Yeah. BAFTA's would get to award British movies. Yeah, well, rightly fucking so because it's BAFTA's, yeah, yeah not yeah. AFTA's. Um, I would say it's not an Oscar worthy film, but I would preface that by saying it could be because it's a film talking about Hollywood stars. And Hollywood. and Hollywood loves itself. Yeah, Hollywood is very much a narcissistic motherfucker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, and I think oh, I think it's just something that comes out of thing as well. I think in Britain we get spoiled by biopics of that on the BBC. We get to see all these kind of things. We don't have that as much in America. So when something like Malone, we love it more than people. People, we've seen that before. Like we've seen that stuff. Very America's like, wow, this yeah. is written you know, a, a yeah. revelation for but, us. Much same as you. I've got really strong points in front of Leeds. I thought they were excellent. Yeah. Um, does seem cheap at times. The budget does seem constrained. There wasn't a lot of money spent on it. Um, yeah. yeah um, as some as it's worried, we spoke about this earlier on off camera. You do feel a lot of the time you are watching something on a set. Honestly, you see, you, you get the vibe of you know that, that this is in a box. You yeah. know, out of that box, you know that it doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. Um, you see the bits when they do like over in Glasgow this week, and then in Liverpool, they felt like that's just the same stage. Yeah. Over uh, and over. Yeah. yeah. I like the the recreation of the, of the skits. Very well done. Very well done. Yeah, and it's good that they were lesser known. Well, they were famous skits, but you know, like, like the kind of the, the doors scene and stuff like that was obviously written for the tour, so it's stuff that's maybe kind of lesser known to the Oven Hardy audience as well, which yeah, was. I, which I don't was know good. much about Lauren Hardy. I kind of watched the movies. I went through a phase in my teens when I, I really kind of, you know, went through a lot of Laurel Hardy, Abbott Costello, that kind of stuff. So I kind of developed them then. Um, I don't know a lot about them, um, and I've probably learned more than I ever knew from the movie about them. But yeah, I've kind of watched a lot of their stuff. And Who does Hardy work with in the film that he does? Is it, is it Buster Keaton he works with? I believe so. They reference that. I no. don't know. I've never seen a bit. They reference Buster Keaton. Yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah, it's not hard. It's Laurel. I think Laurel. it's. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not the Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know who that is. No, but I, I think I think Laurel worked with Buster Keaton. Oh, uh, yeah, no, Cha- Chaplin. Sorry. Yeah. Stanley, he worked with Chaplin in his early days. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. I don't know who done the Elf movie. I'm okay. not sure. Um, I feel like in the nicest possible way, it's a perfect Sunday viewing. It's not. It's not offensive in any way. It's very comfortable. Very fluffy. Yeah. It could have been interesting to see this movie explore. Not just not, something slightly darker, please. Even just into sort of something like. Why did Stan have a chip on his shoulder for so long? Because his partner left him, dude. It's like. No, we, he had a chip before that. It's like you replacing me with Andy. It's mm-hmm. like, no, don't no, do that. Had, don't replace a, me. That's something to walk through at the start. Mm. This is before you. Oh, it was always. It was, I think it was always about money. I think. It, I think. To quickly summarise my thoughts, Babe, um, who is Oliver, uh-huh. he, he has just. He just wants people to like Love him, him. Yeah, and yeah. he's so amiable that you know he won't upset people because you know he wants people to like him. And everybody, Babe's a nice guy, yeah. and he can't do no wrong. Um, Stan wants more money. You know, he's like, no, these fuckers are getting paid lots of money. You know, Chaplin, Keaton are getting paid yeah. a fortune. We're not. Why not? Because we're not asking for it. Our movies are making as much money box office. We don't need to cut. I want a new contract. All well, babes, like, but no, you know, because let's not upset them. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone loves them, and it is what it seems to be a dick and asking for more money, and then that could become public, I guess. Yeah. Like, boo, and babes not such a nice guy. That's what I got from it. But maybe I'm. No, I, I think you're right. <laughs> I think what you've got. From it's what we wanted to think about it, and I think they could explore that a little bit more. Yeah, possibly. Because um, yeah. the idea of like Stan being the tortured writer and all just being the fool, yeah, they don't really get into the idea of Stan being that, that writer, yeah. you know, and, and the idea that he is, he is jealous of Chaplin, not only as payment, but the idea that Chaplin's seen as a genius, yeah. and he's not. Yeah. And you don't really, you don't really uncover that. that as much as they could have done. Um, what annoyed me about it is. Um, the, the, you kind of see stuff banned about the press and reviews and you know the, the words love story are banded about I, I and when you watch it you quite like damn it it was and I'm, I, I hate myself for saying it but it, it is know, it's, 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 it's true about the, these two guys who they love each other dearly yeah. Yeah. and when the way they can hurt each other is by telling each other they only work, each other, they only work if they're not friends yeah. and that's the way they hurt each other yeah. that. because it's, it's so yeah. so they not true yeah. and, and the thing is you are seeing a friendship you're almost seeing the end of a yeah, yeah. Um, what really made me quite angry 
because when it finished, um, it shows you footage of the them and then intercuts it with the actors as well. And people started leaving. And, and I was like, you fucking asshole. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, have a bit of decorum, yeah. a bit of respect, you know, a bit of fucking dignity. Sit there and watch your fucking skit. So if this was a Marvel film, you'd fucking wait five minutes to see Captain Marvel I'd fucking be, yeah. pull your dick and, you know, yeah. yank your chain, but you walk in. That kind of brought my goal a wee bit. I thought, disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Check us out for our old cinema comedian I've purpose. Seen, like, it's, like when, it's like when Richard Atwood and the chaplain, he, showed the, he didn't actually show the he actually showed the um, Dungeons performing them. Yeah. He was so good at them, but yeah, give him a bit of kudos. Yeah, you know, you know, fucking sit down for two minutes. You know, you've sat for 90, two more's not going to kill you, and it's respectful. Agreed. What do you have out of 10? Out of 10, another 8 out of 10, sir. I give it 7.5. So. I don't like doing it more than you, but I still yeah. enjoyed it immensely. What it was, I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does. It, I found it, it captivates. You know, you don't you tend you don't want to look away because no. you're so mesmerised what you're doing. It just draws you in, but it is comfortable. It's like watching old slippers. You know, it's just comfortable, Absolutely. warm, warm view, fluffy viewing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but next week we have out. We have still out is the upside, which we're not going to see. Which I don't. I, I don't really want to see. I, I like. I like, I like Cranston, but um, I don't know. Kevin Hart's out of favour just now, isn't he? He's he's controversial just now. Kevin Hart. Yeah. Um, yeah. And is there going to be more shit coming out with Kevin Hart? And if so, will The Rock distance himself? I take it The Rock and will The Rock distance himself from Kevin Hart? Yeah, The Rock could be very easily quiet on this. Yeah. Um, also, new next week, you've got Beautiful Boy. Which is the Steve Carell one about his son who's been taking drugs and he discovers it and he's just trying to discover, you know, find out why his son has been doing this. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's um, Timothy Shalom. Carell's been busy. Carell's been busy. Yeah. And it looks like a film he could get Carell on an Oscar or not. Oh. And you've also got out, I'm going to go see it in about an hour's time. You've got Glass. Glass, which is, is a Shy Allman's follow up to Unbreakable and Split. Split. Yep. So it's the continuation of that one. And also, it's Mary Queen of Scots. Featuring everyone who's not Scottish, plain Scottish people. Well, technically, Mary Queen, Mary was French, I think. No, Jill's saying no. Jill. Jill's Jill reading the book just yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I'm not, I, I don't know why, I, I don't get they, they really seem to be pushing this one, um, and they seem to be pushing Hollywood, you know, this is yeah. fucking. And I'm, I just don't know, I'm not intrigued by it at all. Not at all? No, well, I could be wrong. I be usually good. am, so yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to find us? Um, you can find us at Three Beers in a Movie um, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Gmail. And on Twitter. Yep. So like is, love is, let us talk, talk, fucking say some shit. You know, interact with that's interact with us. You know, whatever way you want to. I've been calling, you've been Richard. And that's been Jill and Three beers in a movie.